Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assaged. And living here in Oklahoma, I've learned it's true that the wind really does dry the land super, super fast because whenever we have a storm, after the wind comes, just a few hours later, it's all totally dry. Two, the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. So the canopy over the firmament, which is our atmosphere, closed so that no more water could call, could fall from space. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird, but when you read all the first chapters of Genesis, it seems to be showing that space has water in it. And again, that you don't have to believe that, but it seems to be what the Bible is saying. And also, there were water was springing up from below ground, and God closed all those places where the water was coming up from below ground as well. And we, we know today, even today, that there's tons of water underground. Three, and the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of 150 days, the waters decreased. So, returned from off the earth continually means that they continually kept abating from the land, meaning the wind was pushing the water off the land continually. So, 150 days have passed, which is basically five months that they've actually been in the boat. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. So the mountains of Ararat still exist today. Ararat is in that mountain chain, but the verse doesn't say that it rested on Ararat. It says it rested on the mountains of Ararat. So any of the mountains within that chain, which is more likely than it being actually on Ararat. Also, you'll notice that it stopped in the seventh month of the year on the 17th day. It began on the second month of the year on the 17th day. So the ark rested, it, it hit land, dry land, exactly five months after it, after the flood began. The waters were assaging for a while before it hit dry land. So this five-month span includes when the waters came down and the boat lifted up, when the boat was floating around while it was raining, and then after it stopped raining, when God was blowing the wind off the land. It only rained for 40 days, which is a little over a month, about five weeks approximately. So it only rained for about five weeks, more or less. And then the rest of the five months, God was blowing the wind off the land. So it shows you how much water fell in five months, a whole lot of water. Now, at this point, the island, the mountains are still mostly covered. Five, and the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. So now Noah has been in the boat for eight months. Because remember, he went in on the second month, and it's now the 10th month. And at this point, Noah can actually see the tops of mountains. Now remember, God told him to build a light on the top of the ark, which we know was a long, super long window that was open on both sides. Anyway, on both sides of the boat is this opening. So that's where Noah can see out from. Six, and it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. 
Now, I'm not sure if there was another separate window that Noah opened or if it's talking about that top. You know, it's very possible that the top light actually had glass. It's possible that there was glass covering that long, long window. Uh, We don't know for sure, but they could make glass back then (laughs) because you can make glass real easily. You don't have to have a a lot of equipment to make glass. So that window that they got the light from could have had light, and then the one that he opened could be one that was like an opening that was normally closed that he opened just to look out of. 7. And he sent forth a raven, and it went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. The raven flew back and forth for a while. 8. And he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. So it looks like he sent out the raven, and the raven might have returned sometimes, but still went out. But that wasn't enough assurance for Noah. He needed to see the dove go out and not come back. So when he sent the raven out, the raven kind of flew back and forth, but that didn't satisfy Noah because a raven can actually live near water. They they often will make their nests near water. And Noah wanted wanted to know that the water was gone, <laughs> that it was going away. So he sent the dove out because doves do not live near water. They usually live in arid places. So Noah knew that if the dove did not come back, that meant that there was a good spot of dry land somewhere. And not just, you know, a cliff, you know, near the water, but, but a place where people could actually walk would be would show if the dove didn't return. So nine, but the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him to the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. And he put forth his hand and took her, and brought her in unto him into the ark. So he just stuck his hand out the window, and she lighted on his hand, which is pretty cool. And then he took her back in, because she had nowhere to build a, to build a nest or live. So the raven was kind of okay going back and forth from the ark, but the dove couldn't couldn't rest. And so Noah knew that if the dove couldn't rest, he wouldn't be able to rest on land either. 10. And he stayed yet another seven days. And again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. Remember, seven is the number of completion. So, so a complete waiting time is seven days. And you'll notice we've already seen in the previous chapter that mourning, a complete mourning for when somebody dies is seven days. And later on, we're going to see in the book of Exodus that when the priest, when you have leprosy and the priest inspects your skin, he has to wait seven days after the initial inspection to see if you're getting worse or if you're getting better. So seven days is a complete cycle of for healing, for restoration, and things like that. 11. And the dove came into him at eventide, and lo, in her mouth an olive leaf freshly plucked. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. She had found, the, the bird, the, the um, dove, had found an olive tree. And not only do doves today, but also olives represent peace. They, they have a meaning of peace, and it comes from this Bible chapter. So anytime you see a dove in the Bible, you know it represents peace. Anytime the Bible mentions olive branches, it is talking about peace. Peace between you and God means 
that your sins are forgiven and that you're no longer living in sin, but you're practicing obedience to him. And that makes peace between you and God. And peace on earth means that there's no war, which is what will happen in the millennium, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ uh, when he returns, which happens before Armageddon. So those are the different kind of peace that you see in the Bible. 12. And he stayed yet another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she returned not again unto him any more. So after he waited seven days, there was enough land for her to find an olive tree, but she still had to return because she there wasn't enough land for her to live on. And then after another seven days, which is another complete healing period of time where the land is healing, then there was enough land for her to go out and never return. 13. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark, and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dried. Now this is not the 600th year of mankind. Mankind has actually, according to all of the genealogy that the Bible already gave us, Mankind had been alive on the planet for 1,656 years when the flood began. When it says the 600th year, it means the 600th year of Noah's life. He had been alive for 600 years at this point. So Noah was born in the 1,156th year of mankind. It's now the 1,656th year of mankind. So in Noah's life, it was the 601st year. Oh yeah, so he had passed that 601-year mark. He had had his 601st birthday. That's what it's talking about. The, f- the first month after his birthday um, on the first day of that month is when the waters were dried up from off the face of the earth. So now Noah removes the covering of the ark and looked and behold, and the face of the ground was dried. What is that covering? Is it the window that he made? Is it the door that that God had sealed? Or is it the top of the ark where the light was shining through? I don't think it's the window because very few animals could get through a window. It's either the door or but it, but it would have said door if it was the door. So I think it's possibly that top strip of wooden material over where the window went. Because remember I told you the window was this where the light came. Not the window, but the light. What, what the Bible calls the light. Now that could have had glass where the light shone through or not. But it, it was a long strip where... On either side of it was an opening where light could come in and light the ark. And I think in some um, models that people have of the ark, you could lift it up and you could lift it down. So you could lift it up and get light and air, and then you could put it down in bad weather. So that could be what it's talking about. Kind of lifting with arms that are kind of similar to the arms on a door that closes on its own. You know how it has that arm at the top of the door? Well, that type of leverage instrument would be what opened this window on the top. And there'd be a whole bunch of arms going all the way down, up and down the ark. 14. And in the second month, on the 7th and 20th day of the month, was the earth dry. Don't you just love the accuracy of the Bible, how they get everything as specific as possible? So in the second month of Noah's 101st uh, years, on the 7th 
and 20th day, so the 20th day of that month, was the earth dry. 15. And God spoke unto Noah, saying, Go forth from the ark. Oh, 16. Go forth from the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Remember, it's eight people who are on the ark. 17. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both fowl and cattle, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may swarm in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. So, I believe that just as God would have had to help Noah get all the animals on and and bugs and lizards and everything on the ark. And by the way, I I do think that there was a beehive on the ark. I think that Noah had a beehive. Also, God would certainly help Noah get all the animals off. So, it could be that that door can when you opened it it converted to a ramp or who knows what. It could also be that they landed on the mountain in such a way that the side of the mountain would be very close to where the door is. And then when they open the door, they'd be really close to, then the door really easily could make a ramp for them to exit. I'm sure that God had his angels helping the animals leave. And then Noah and his family may have had to just kind of go through the boat up and down the inside of it and just make sure that all the little bunny rabbits and everything had gotten out of it. Also, over the course of time, whatever's in there is going to naturally leave on its own anyway. For instance, if there's spiders and bugs and flies and different things in the ark, they're eventually going to keep multiplying and they're going to leave. They're going to leave the ark, or at least most of them will. Their Their offspring will. So, it's really, you know, over the course of time, definitely everything would get out of the ark, if even if not necessarily all on the same day. 18. And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, which seems to imply that Noah and his family didn't leave the ark permanently until after they knew that all the animals and creatures were off of it. They didn't leave any creatures behind. So however long it took for them to get all the creature, the other creatures out of the ark, that's, that's when they finally left. 19. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, whatsoever moveth upon the earth, after their families went forth out of the ark. 20. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Now remember, they had been in there for six months, so... Babies had to have been born during that time because you know a lot of animals gestation period is much shorter than six months Which means there were more animals that came off the ark than the animals that went in and as we discussed in previous chapters It's very likely that the larger animals like elephants tigers bears wolves all went in as babies for instance, a male and female wolf cub rather than a male and female adult wolf. Wolf. So some of those may have not had kids because they were growing up while they were on the ark. Some of them certainly did have kids, especially the birds and, you know, little things, rabbits and stuff like that, mice, rats, bugs. They probably all multiplied while they were on the ark. And I'm sure more more of the small animals came out than what went in. There could have even been horses born on the ark, deer born on the ark, all kinds of things. And remember, God had already told Noah to bring in seven pair of the clean animals, meaning the animals that can be eaten and sacrificed by humans, and only one pair of the unclean, because the unclean wouldn't be having to be used for food or anything. So Noah had plenty of animals to make a sacrifice from, without inhibiting 
the multiplication of all the animals on earth because he had not only the babies that were born, but he also had the extra pairs of the clean animals. 21. And the Lord smelled the sweet savor. And this is the savor of the, um, the smoke of the offering. To the, to the Lord that smells sweet. And the Lord said it in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. This again shows the kindness and the grace of God, because God is saying, I know that man is con- going to continue doing evil, but I'm never going to wipe him off the face of the earth again until, you know, the earth comes to an end. But he's not going to punish us that way anymore because he knows because we keep doing evil, he'd have to wipe us off every 10 years or something, wouldn't he? And he he decides he's not going to do that because he's gracious and kind and loving. He's not going to punish us as a whole planet for all the evil that we do anymore because it would be too much for us to endure Um, So in God's kindness, he decides never to punish the world this way again. But we know in the very end, when all things come to an end, the world will be destroyed. 22. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So for all time, we will always have the seasons, we'll always have harvest, we'll always have, you know, the summer, the winter, the cold, the heat. We'll have every, all of those things. And it says, while the earth remaineth. So remember, in Revelation, it talks about the end of the earth, and then then it will be destroyed. But as long as it's not time for the earth to come to an end, then we'll always have the seasons, and we'll always have abundant life here on this planet, which is what you see. People, People are multiplying, and they're thriving, and same thing with the animals. No matter how much we sin, we, we keep thriving as far as biology goes. That concludes Genesis chapter 8.